listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I'm so excited today as I come to you from First Baptist Church in Russellville, Arkansas. I'm joined with sweet friends, Sherry Edwards and Brooke Ramsey, and we are here planning for Inspire 2019. So ladies, welcome to the podcast. Hello, glad to be here. Hey, hey. All right, so we are here on site at First Baptist Church, Russellville, and we are preparing and planning for Inspire 2019, which will be our sixth annual Inspire Women's Conference. And ladies, just are you so excited about what God's going to do at Inspire 2019? Oh, yes, we are very excited that it's coming up, excited that it's here at Russellville First Baptist, and just can't wait to pull it all together. All right, and ladies, as we have walked around this facility, I actually just feel the stirring of the Holy Spirit in my heart as I know that God is going to do an incredible work as we talk about the theme Radiant. And so uh, for everyone that's listening today, especially all of the ladies here in Arkansas, we want you to mark your calendar for March 9th, 2019. Inspire is going to be just incredible. We have Miriam Jordan Ellis returning and Robert and Brooke Ramsey are going to be leading worship. And so we're taking this opportunity today as we're here visiting First Baptist Church Russellville to sit down with Brooke Ramsey and to talk about women's ministry because in addition to, uh, you know, singing and leading worship at your church, she's also likes to dance and teaches dance. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Uh, She is uh, the women's ministry leader here at First Baptist Church Russellville. So tell us a little bit about you, Brooke, and a little bit about your family and how you got into women's ministry. Okay. Um, Well, um, I am married to Robert Ramsey. He's the worship pastor here at First Baptist Church. We've been married for 15 years. We have two absolutely beautiful children, a girl who is about to be nine and a little boy who just turned four. Um, And so we actually have our hands pretty full with the both of them and uh, all the wonderful things that um, they enjoy doing and they definitely keep us busy um, and on our toes. But um, I do teach dance here in Russellville. I teach downtown at Just Dance. Um, I teach a couple of nights a week, teach tap, ballet, jazz, just whatever kind of comes my direction. I love to do it all. Um, And so that's a little bit about what I do. I want to ask you about your dance. Like, how did you get into that? Did you grow up dancing? I grew up dancing. I started dancing when I was three. Oh, my Um, goodness. I I just, it was something that my mom did for me. Um, She just saw that I enjoyed to, to dance. I had already taken up singing. I loved to sing around the house. And so it was something that she thought she would see if I enjoyed taking dance lessons. And I absolutely fell in love with it from day one. And I started when I was three and honestly never stopped. So you must be very artistic and creative. And that side of your brain must just go on overdrive all the time. Sometimes it does. Yes. I find myself <laughs> constantly in that world trying to figure things out often. Okay, so a moment of just truth for me. When I was a little girl, I took dance, and I was the awkward chubby girl that just, I mean, like, jazz, tap, and ballet. Oh, my goodness. Like, it just was 
I'm sure that my mom was the only one who was going, wow, that one has really got it together. <laughs> but I, I did dance until um, I, I got my, um, what are the shoes that you stand on? What are those called? Point shoes. Point shoes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I did it all the way until I got the point shoes. And then I put the point shoes on because that, that was the goal, right? I put them on and was like, yeah, I'm going to quit now. Yes. So I made it to the goal. It's and they're I not never, comfortable. Yeah, no, they are definitely not comfortable. And last year, you uh, danced in the Nutcracker here in Russellville, and you were on the point shoes. Yes, I saw some I pictures. Was, I was on point. I was on point, yes. Oh, um, that's so inspiring. I, as, I was, as I was younger, um, I fell in with tap. Tap was, was what I absolutely loved to do, and that was one of the things that drew me. But as an adult, um, my fondness for ballet just grew and grew more and more, and I just started to kind of get back into – I was teaching, but I started to actually – start back into dance myself right. and, and performing and a few things and so I was able to dance in the Nutcracker last year and um, absolutely loved it. It was mm. kind of a dream it was kind of a dream come true. I had never been in a ballet production and so as a 36 year old that's what I just that's, that's what I did. <laughs> you know just this a uh, couple of weeks ago we were at I was at an event and we had praise dancers at the event and I just found I found it to be so worshipful and yes. I wonder even as if as you were dancing if you sense a connection with the Lord in that you know just that expression of 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 just worship in a sense. Oh yes definitely I mean I, I believe that I can completely be in, in tune with the Lord during during that time, and I absolutely love it. And in fact, I'm a um, I am on staff at PraiseWorks. Yes, yes, teach I'm on choreography. Yes, to I'm on staff at um, yeah. yes, I'm on staff at PraiseWorks. And so for the past ten years or more, mm-hmm. I've actually led a track at PraiseWorks that is based through dance. That's great. And, and we do a, a, mm-hmm. a presentation. It's at beautiful. The end of the, I've seen it at the mm-hmm. end of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sherry, you and Brooke probably know each other from your connection at mm-hmm. Washita, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Washita runs deep here in Arkansas. And so yes. I'm sitting yeah. at the table with two amazing uh, Washita alum, Nye, and people. You're both still probably pretty invested there. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also both of you have just a passion for women's ministry. So let's transition and talk about women's ministry. Brooke, you are the women's ministry leader here at First Russellville, and you've really taken some steps to restructure the women's ministry. So kind of walk us through um, what's going on here at First Baptist Russellville and maybe some advice for people who are listening to this podcast and they want to restructure their women's ministry. Um, Well, when it comes to women's ministry um, here at at Russellville and with me, women's ministry was not something that was on my agenda. It was not something that I ever actually thought that I would be a part of and usually often ran from things that in- involved those things because it just made me a little nervous, honestly. Um, but several, probably about three, three years ago, God just really laid it on my heart for, for women. He, he put a desire in my heart just to minister to women and just try to figure out ways and opportunities for us to come together and, and gather. And as, as a mom with young ones, that's just hard to do. And so um, a large part of what I was wanting to do was just find, make it a little bit easier for women to get together um, and maybe structure some groups even that way. Um, and at first, it, it wasn't going to work out. You know, I had this, I was like, I wanted to do this. And, and my husband was like, you don't have time. You can't do this. What What's your vision for this? And I was like, well, I really don't have one. And so I just continued to, to pray about it and just say, well, you know, I'm available for whenever something does come up, I'll just jump in and help and do what I can. And you know, it wasn't too much longer after that God started to lay a vision 
you know, give me that vision. And before I knew it, um, I was in our pastor's office and I was like, I've got this, you know, this idea of, of maybe kind of working with our women. And, um, at first starting out with, we started out with just smaller groups and tried to do it maybe kind of in the stage of life that you were, of, um, meeting together and just communicating and discipling one another um, to say, you know, have you been here? This is where I'm struggling. Can you help with this situation? So we had a couple of groups that met that had um, infants and newborns and uh, preschoolers that would come together. And then we just had some that were older, uh, had older kids and we gave them some fun little names and we called them taxi drivers. That was yeah, for our, I love the name. that was for our, our, they had kids in school and up. We um, called them taxi drivers because that's that is what you do you know at that age and then we had holy strollers <laughs> and some of them we were really kind of grasping of what can we call you know if we're going to have these trending fun names we got to do it for all of them and so sometimes it was kind of hard to come up with some but then we also knew that there were women in our church that they were out of that mm-hmm. you know and so we had a group called beyond the nest um and that was for women that um their their children had already you know they had flown the coop and, and they have a whole new world ahead of them uh we had some women that um either were divorced or widowed or had never been married before and they were singled and uh we had uh, Soul Sisters, which was college and young adults. And so we just tried to kind of incorporate some opportunities to gather together, learn from one another, and we would invite other groups. Even if you didn't feel, if you, if you were past that stage in your life, we still invited you to come because we wanted women there that could pour into us and give us those kinds of advice with that. So if I understand it correctly, and I watched this, so I, I was so excited for what you were doing. As you were restructuring, you were gathering your women together based on life stages. So you were getting women in similar life stages together. You gave them these great names, and then you planned an event for them or some kind of activity or opportunity for them to gather and to begin to fellowship and get to know one another. Yes, that's that's just kind of how we started it. We I mean I honestly that. it was like where where do you start? How, you know, so we didn't know. We did we did some surveys throughout the church. Uh, we funneled those through life groups and Sunday schools, and just trying to see what was the need. What do you want to see? You know, we had new generation of women coming up. You know, what what are you looking for? What do you want? And um, and so that kind of gave us some ideas. And so that way too, we were allowed to have multiple. I guess events you would call them, but they were small. They were, you know, they didn't, they were, they were going to cost us any money to have anything. The facility was already provided. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just women coming together and picking each other's brains and, and, and trying to determine. And we, we, sometimes we would bring in a panel, have a panel discussion um, for depending on what we were doing, but nothing was ever completely themed. It was just, you know, trying to, to meet the needs and, yeah. and seeing what we could do. And so that allowed us. Um, more opportunities to have more things instead of a couple of big things a year, we were able to come together more often. What I love about what I've heard you share is that you, first of all, were willing. Um, You didn't see it necessarily coming, and I think that happens a lot with women that are into find themselves leading Mm -hmm. uh, women's ministry. So you were willing, and you were surrendered, which I think um, you're surrendered to whatever God wants to do, and you didn't necessarily have that vision, but you found that God gave that to you yes. as he, I think it's that process of being willing and surrendered and that you went to your pastor too, just to, to get that um, assurance of, of, you know, is this what we want to see happening in our church with our ladies? And the other thing is, 
I feel like sometimes we feel like we have to have a big event mm -hmm. um, and to launch everything. But I love that you started small where you were with what you have and with your women. And I just love that whole process. There's so much wisdom in those steps that you took. And, and it really was step by step because mm -hmm. one step led to the next step, which led to the next step. But that first step of, you know, surrender and willingness and then just going and going, all right, what's, what's God doing? And then finding out what he's doing, joining him there, and then just watching it grow. And I know that it has just blossomed as you, you know, took those steps and you gathered those people together in their life stages. And then this year you have a new perspective, a new theme, kind of a new direction. So tell us what's going we on did. this year. Well, one of the things that we did start last year, um, and I'll briefly just kind of talk about that. Another, we had our little specific groups with um, different stages of life, but we didn't want to lose the connection mm -hmm. um, across the board with the generations. So we actually have something that we call table talk. Um, and we've carried that over and we're doing that as well this year and what that basically was is um, we kind of we kind of look at it as like you're going on a blind date um, we I have a, a, a wonderful friend um, Rachel Horn that, that kind of handles everything and she just basically puts it together you sign up for it and you get an email um, and it tells you where to go and what time to be there and that's all you get and you show up and there's a table there set for table talk and you may have eight women there that you may know some and you may not know any of them and it's just an opportunity you have lunch or dinner and you just have a conversation with one another and you get to meet people in your church but they're all um, she spends a lot of time trying to make sure that generations um, are mixed at the table that it's not just young adults here or um, you know just this group here that they're they're intertwined and that was something that our ladies absolutely loved mm -hmm. they loved getting to meet one another and connect mm -hmm. um, the last one that I was able to be a part of there were four generations that we were sitting at the table and it was beautiful mm -hmm. I mean it was absolutely wonderful and the, the knowledge and the things that we, yes the things that we got to learn from each other and I just remember sitting there across from from this lady and I was just soaking it in just mm -hmm. taking everything that she had to say in um, and I just love the fact that she was sitting there talking to me and having communi you know, communicating with me. And so that was wonderful. And so when we realized that that was really what our ladies loved the most, they enjoyed the time together, and we still try to facilitate those. But more than anything, we loved having the, the generations bridged. Um, and so this year we have been doing something called Legacy, and, focus, and we have Legacy Nights. Um, and we have been looking at different legacies um, we look at different women in the Bible, uh, people, women throughout history, um, and we kind of look at their life and, and what they did and what they might be doing and see how our lives, not, not that we're comparing or matching up, but just taking those examples mm -hmm. and doing what we can to cultivate legacies within ourselves and make sure that we are passing them mm -hmm. across, the, across the table to one another, but then also preparing the next generation. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been something that was God really laid on my heart this past year. Um, and I've also just being a mom with two little ones, you know, the pressure to make sure that that you're doing what God has, you know, instilled and, and passing that along to them was was very important. Okay, a couple of questions. Yes. Um, just to clarify on table talk, because I know that there's <laughs> someone out there listening right now that's saying, I want to do that. So yes. give me the nitty gritty details. Number one, did that happen in restaurants or in homes? It happens in restaurants. Okay. Yes, it, okay. We did it. We did it in restaurants. I would tell you the logistics of it can be a nightmare. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, the first time it, it's taken a little while to kind of get it fine down tune. and mm -hmm. to fine tune it. And we still don't have all the answers for okay. it. Um, but they took place in restaurants. Um, um, and so for our first table talk that we had, I think we had about 70 women sign up for it. So 
it was, you know, it was really important too that, you know, we didn't get the tables too large, but then you didn't want them too small. And so we just started calling restaurants and saying, hey, we want to, you know, have a, have a, we make a reservation for this group of ladies. Um, and so there was one night that we did cater it and had it at our church. Okay. Um, and we actually treated that like speed dating. So right. you came right. in and you had, table. yes, you yeah. had an appetizer at this table and then you switched and you had your main course and then mm-hmm. you switched and you had dessert and then you switched and you had coffee. That's so great. it was, it was a lot of fun. So you actually got to meet a lot mm-hmm. of women that mm-hmm. night. That's great. Yeah. Okay. And then at the restaurant, everyone pays for their own meal. Yes. So yes. that is easy. Yes. And then were there questions that were? Yes. We had a facilitator at each restaurant. One, just to make sure say, Hey, yes, you are at the right place. This is the table you need to sit. And we would have about three or four different questions and some of them would would be kind of icebreakers and then um, they would kind of get deeper as the conversations mm-hmm. grew but oftentimes we found the questions weren't even needed I bet yeah. so. you know, sometimes Starts. sometimes conversation would just start right. up and then sometimes you get a table that they don't want to talk right. and right, so right. that's when our facilitator you know would, would say okay well let me ask you know and they would start off with some yeah. questions mm-hmm. you know there that is so uh, wise in so many ways but one is just discovering new leaders because mm-hmm. when you're in those small groups and you find that somebody's mm-hmm. maybe struggling to talk somebody will emerge as a potential leader so it's a great way to identify future leaders for your women's ministry you know people who will step out and they're comfortable in that setting to lead that conversation and come alongside that facilitator so I love that okay then on the legacy nights that takes place here at the church yes. and everyone comes together yes okay yes we um, have we actually use a book as kind of we have a book it's not really a book study or, or a book club kind of thing, but it's just something that I came across. Um, and um, it's called Only One Life. And um, it is, it's, it's been a beautiful book. And so we've kind of used that as a guide of, mm-hmm. of just kind of gave me, kind of gave us the idea as well of to do the legacies and kind of break it apart into, you know, um, being courageous and being bold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a witness, which is what we're, one that we're about to take on and teaching and wisdom and just kind of help to separate it. But we come together here in the fellowship Hall, and we have a um, themed potluck. Yeah, we're Baptist, mm-hmm. so we have to yeah, eat, you right, know, right. and um, it, it makes it great. And so we've had Mexican, Italian. This next one is bring your favorite Christmas dish, and we're going to do a recipe yeah. exchange, kind of a little fun Christmas party with it. Um, and so you come here, and you get to have some great food, fellowship, and then just a small little time of just teaching and discussion about you know, where our, where our lives are going and, and um, how we're cultivating those legacies. That's great. So mm-hmm. as you've walked through this process now for a couple of years, mm-hmm. how has God used the women's ministry of your church to really, you know, impact not only your church body, but also your community? Are you beginning to see just tangible works of God that you're like, oh, wow, I did not see that coming? Uh, oh, yes. You know, it, it's opened up so many, it's opened up so many doors into so many things that, um, yeah, I didn't see coming or didn't really think about. And, you know, I'll get a phone call or an email and go, hey, I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's go, that. run it by me and let's see what it is. It's, it's one, of, one, of the th- one of the parts of the vision that, that, um, that God laid upon me, I feel like, is just that it's, it's ever-changing, you know, mm-hmm. because our, our lives are ever-changing. And with women, you're constantly in a different stage, it seems like, every few years. And, mm-hmm. and, and so um, it is. It's all, it's, I'm always looking for great ideas. But one thing that just just 
just man just came came to life was a prayer group that oh, that we wow. we came up with or that was come to me and was like I would like to start an intentional prayer time and it's based on missions. Mm-hmm. Um, our church is big time uh, missions. That's one of the, that's one of our big things that we love. We are a missions based church and our people love to serve. Um, and so we have a it's called brown bag brown bag prayer. And they come every Monday and they bring their lunch and they eat and they have an intentional. Um, just led time of prayer for missions and missionaries. And the last I heard, it was just pages and pages and pages that they pray for, and they go through them every day. Mm-hmm. And that has spurred new groups. Mm-hmm. We have some men's groups that have decided to come and they pray, mm-hmm. um, and they have the same list, and they go mm-hmm. through it. And the, the neat thing is, is so many of our missionaries that have been commissioned out of our church, they talk about how they feel so much more connected to our church now mm-hmm. just because of that little group that came mm-hmm. together. And it started out as 10 women that were praying on, on a regular basis on every, uh, every Monday. Um, and it's continued, and it just grows and grows and grows and uh, we had some ladies that were in New York that came across somebody that was on the list and they weren't even planning on being there but they just met and they're like we were just praying for you and he said well can I add this person to this list I mean you know so it's happening all across the United States and so it's yes it was overwhelming at times just to see God's power there and we can always see that, Sherry. I know you'll relate to this in women's ministry that, you know, God just uses the relationships because we are relational people to impact and change lives, not only in our church and in our community, but around our nation and even throughout the world. And so when you're taking that simple step of obedience, you know, when God's stirring that in your heart, you know, we just don't even know the outcomes that are housed in that moment of obedience. But Brooke, that is so exciting to hear that. That's just, yeah, that's just I love awesome. the, this thing as you were, as you've been sharing I've just been thinking of the transformation that's happened at each step along the way mm-hmm. and like one thing leads to another and it bears fruit there and it bears fruit it just keeps bearing fruit and that's the blessing of God on you being obedient to carry out that vision um, even when you didn't know um, what the plan was. Right. Right. You've just right. And we still kind of are like, what's the plan, it's, Lord? Yes. <laughs> and I think that's yes. the key to, still. to following the Lord in life. It's like you don't know exactly, but you just step out and you follow and you be obedient. So. Yes. Well, Brooke, um, we have one last question for you, and we just want to know, because this is Inspire On The Go <laughs> podcast, what inspires you in your personal time with the Lord? Um, you know, I've, I've been thinking about that and trying to figure out the best way to put those things into words. And I have come to find inspiration all around. Um, you know, having that one-on-one time with God every day definitely has been the number one inspiration. And, and when um, when women's ministry was starting to kind of cultivate and, and, and stir in my heart and my mind, that was the first thing that I did. And um, I just I went to God. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And, you know, he started to just speak to me. And, and I learned very quickly that that's where he was going to speak to me. Um, and it was quite a transformation in my life at that point um, where I just realized how important that was and spending time in the word and spending time in intentional and effective praying. Um, and so that was one thing, but you know, here lately, it's the chaos of life that seems to kind of inspire me because it reminds me (laughs) that I have to start the day right. And I have to be asking God, um, you know, just, you know, moment by moment, hour by hour in constant communication with him. And he's constantly just putting little tidbits in my path. Um, the women around me just that are constantly 
um, offering encouragement and inspiration all the time. Um, you know, just down to a lunch even yesterday that was, un- you know, somewhat unexpected and just kind of not out, not out of the blue, but I wasn't planning on it. I was like, yeah, let's let's have lunch. And it was just such an, a, a, a blessed, blessed time of encouragement at, at, at that moment. And so... I love that. <laughs> it's like the intimacy of God and the chaos of life and how all of that it comes all together. Comes together. It all I mean, knows what you need. It's and, just, you know, yeah. I've, I've come to accept that chaos is part of my schedule. Yes. I mean, it's, it's two you young know, children. Yes, it is. It has, it has to be. And yeah. yes, with two young children and just constantly on the move and constantly on the go and getting into bed late and oversleeping and not, and not having, mm-hmm. not, you know, when, when women's ministry came into my life, I was in a different stage, and right. I and I was I was getting up early in the morning, and I could have my coffee, and I had about an hour before my kids right. were, you know got up, and now all of a sudden my four year old wants to get up at five thirty and six o'clock every yes. morning, and I was like, no, this doesn't work for me. Right. I, I right. need you to go back to bed, and he's looking at me like, no, that that's not going to happen. Right. So I find myself dropping him off at my mom's, you know, yeah. for a morning where I need to work, and I'm driving in the car, and I'm going okay, and I turn the radio off, and I just have you know have yeah. a conversation with God then, and just say, I, you know, I need you to direct my path here and because I don't know when my day is going to slow down enough for me to sit yeah. down and I love that and visit with you yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he just he meets me there and he and you know at the end of the day if I didn't make it there he reminds me by telling me did you see how crazy your day was it could have been so much better <laughs> if he had talked with me throughout it and you know I'm learning that the hard way most of the time <laughs> don't we all we all are still <laughs> learning <laughs> the hard way yes um, that's great well Brooke thank you so much for joining us oh, on Inspire on the Go and Cherry thank you for joining us too and uh, we just want this this to be a resource for women's ministry leaders for the women of Arkansas and beyond Uh, and so thank you so much for listening and be sure and mark your calendar for Inspire 2019 March 9th coming here to First Baptist Church Russellville and we will talk to you soon this episode of Inspire on the Go is over but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode in the meantime you can visit absc.com org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth on the Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.